going back to the beginning of the year and the word that God gave us as a church was this, get ready. Get ready. It's time to be prepared and to be ready for what God is going to be, bring into your life and to, to bring what's next into your life. Get ready. Get ready for what? I don't know what I'm getting ready for, but I'm getting ready for it. And when it comes, when God brings the opportunity, when he, he speaks to me in a moment, I know I'm ready to go. I, I'm ready to go. And for me personally, God gave me two assignments at the beginning of this year. And firstly, it was to prepare to get ready myself personally and our team to find a permanent location for our church plant. That was the first assignment. The second assignment was to build our two churches, Open Arms in New Ridge County, Kildare, and Open Arms in Dublin, South Dublin, to bring the two churches together as one. To be one church, two locations. And we began our year as we do every year with a week of prayer and fasting. And this year we began it um, on January 8th. And I, I felt the Holy Spirit having given me the word for, from the months previously. And something, when I say he gave me a word, it's something that just stirs and begins to simmer. And it could be something that, that begins as a morsel that can just grow as you lean into God and you hear more and more and more. And you begin to, I love to put words around it, like get ready or whatever the word that maybe God has given you. And I really felt the Holy Spirit in that first uh, week Leading up to our prayer and fasting, surrender the building and surrender the church. And I remember making the statement to Jillian and to some of our team, I'm going to wait 12 months before I look for a building. That's, that's what I just felt. I'm going, to, I'm going to leave 12 months. We're just going to have 12 months where I don't even think about a building. I don't care about a building. I'm not going to look at it. But also, I really felt the Holy Spirit surrender the church. Jesus will build his church. Sean Booth won't. Now, that is a very easy thing to say. But as any leader or pastor will testify to, that is the hardest thing to do. Because we want to put ourselves to build. Build our family, build our church, build our, our income, build our career, build our future, whatever it is. And so surrender the building and surrender to ch the church to let it go and to release it. And I can say that consciously, I, I made a decision to do that. And on the very first day, January 8th, the, the day of prayer and fasting, as I do so often, uh, searching and daft as I did, I said, I'm going to surrender it. But of course, I have an addiction <laughs> to, 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 to searching for it. And in and, and South Dublin, you know, there's not many buildings, so it doesn't take very long. It's like there's always like two buildings or two houses. You know, there's not much going on. And, and I found it. I just saw this building. It didn't look great. didn't look much. There was only one picture. And it was for rent. But I decided I'm going to, you know, in Daft, you put in your little message and you send it off. And I got a phone call a few hours later. And it was the agent. And he said, do you want to come see this building? I said, okay, I'll go see you tomorrow. And we got our team together. And we went to see this building. And the moment we, we, we drove up to it, we were just kind of like, this is interesting. And the moment we walked in and we all said, we sensed, this is the one. This is the one. We just felt it. And, and as I said to the agent in that moment, it was up for rent. I said, I don't want to rent this. I want to buy this. I want to buy it. 
And so we had been saving for, for the year previously, raising finance to, to purchase a building outright in cash, no debt. That's what we just felt. We, don't, we haven't had debt since day one. We don't want to have debt. We want to purchase it outright. So he said, make an offer. So we were in the position, get ready. Get ready for what? I don't know. God's just going to do something. He's going to bring it. He's going to bring it into my path, and I need to be ready. And so we made a cash offer on the Friday, the fifth day of the week of prayer and fasting. And the next week, they said, we accept your offer. And then three months later, because accepting the offer is the easy part, three months later, going through all the details. And what was so incredible about God's perfect timing is we signed the contract on the week of our five-year anniversary in which we got to announce it and celebrate it as a church. And it was a, a miracle from God. But also the miracle is not just in what God provided, but how he provided it. And, and that's my testimony. It wasn't until I fully released and surrendered to God and said, in your time, God, even if it doesn't happen, you will make it be so. And in that moment of surrender, God provides. I don't know what need you have, what need of provision or a miracle, I, but I do know this and I can say it confidently and boldly today. When you release it, and let it go, God will provide. It's the way he operates. Jesus talked about it. When you put yourself last, you will be first. When you surrender, when you let your life go, when you allow yourself to die, you will live in me. It's the gospel. When you give your life away, you will find it. And I want to encourage you. I don't know who I'm speaking to and who I'm sharing this to. But maybe what God is calling you to do is to release and to let go and say, let it be so. Whatever happens, God, I'm in your will. And you will provide. But also there's an onus of responsibility on us to get ready. And here's the second thing in assignment. And I feel like this is important for us in our Dublin congregation today is what I really felt God lay on my heart is a commitment and a responsibility to build two churches, two histories together as one. And I had to make the very, very difficult decision in, in the first week of January that I'm going to go to both locations on alternate Sundays. Sounds like a very easy thing to say and do. It, it required a lot of sacrifice. A lot of hard work. It has been difficult for, for me personally, for our family. I know it's been difficult for so many of you as you shared with me. Sometimes wonder, where's, where's Sean gone? And in those weeks, I'm not like gallivanting at the horses, at the gym. I definitely wasn't at the gym. But I've been in, in our church in Newbridge, Kildare and doing what? Preaching, bringing unity bringing vision, building a team, building together as one, trying to unite the two churches. And it has been a lot of hard work. It's been, been difficult. And I really just, and why I say that, because I want you to know that as much as what we see here in this room, there is another church that is thriving. And, and it is an absolute miracle. We thought our church in Kildare, this time last year, we sat with our team. We thought this is falling apart. This is a sinking ship. 
Now, any captain of a sinking ship can be like the Titanic who said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump in to the boats and we're going to leave this behind. Or we're going to do all that we can do and trust that God will do what only he can do. And I would say 12 months later, our church in Newbridge County, Gildare, 23 years is the strongest and healthiest that it has ever been before. Yes. Ever been before. There's, between, there's up to 450 people attending in Newbridge. Some people don't even know where that is, right? But God is doing something, in, like, something special there. I need you to know that you're a part of that. We're one church in two locations. And it has been a commitment. I, I, why I say this also is I do feel that that was a, for a season and the Lord is bringing me back to a place of intentional focus here in our Dublin congregation to get us ready for the 12 months to move into our permanent location. And I, I just want to, why I say all this, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being committed Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for trusting. Thank you for your support for me and Jill. Thank you for not getting the hump or getting offended or, or, or thinking, you know, there's not this focus or this attention, but it's been for a season that I do feel that there's a new season coming. And I just want to say we love you. We're so grateful for you. The same privilege and honor I experienced 11th of March 2018 is the same privilege and honor I have 20th of August 2023. And I say to you, myself and Jill, we've talked about this often. We are committed to for, for the rest of our days to serve this congregation and to reach this community. And that's our commitment. That's, that's our focus. And we want to follow God in that. And sometimes he says, I want to bring you here or here. I want you to do this or do this. But I, I say all of this to thank you for your honor, thank you for your support, and thank you for joining us in this next season. And so, as I'm going to grab a drink of water before I jump into the scripture today, but as we get ready then for this next season for us as a church, as we get ready in our own lives, in our, our own marriages, in our own careers, in our own homes. I want to share with you a scripture the Lord's just been speaking to me or been really bringing to the forefront of my mind in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. If you've got your Bibles here today, I would love for you to open them. If you've got them on your phones, I would love for you to open them. I brought today two Bibles because, you know, just extra spiritual. And... Um, I brought two Bibles today. One is my, my dad's Bible that's probably in around 30 years old. It's held together by duct tape. And the other is my one. And, and why I brought them today is because the, the message that I want to speak to you is about the old and the new. And when we hear the word old, what do we think of? We think of this. But sometimes the old that God wants us to leave behind actually looks a lot like this. Sometimes the old that needs to die is what you were operating in six months ago. Sometimes the old that needs to be washed away and passed away can look sometimes things that have been in our life for many, many years. But oftentimes it can be something that's new and that we think that was for us, but God says, no, that is not for you. 
That was for that season, that was for that moment, but it's got to pass away. And Joshua chapter 1 is really crucial and important in the, the journey of the Israelites. As we see, it's the, the, the changing of the guard, the changing of the season. It begins, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. His right hand is assistant. Verse 2, these are the words of God. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Someone say that with me. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready to cross. Get ready to move. Get ready to step into. Get ready to leave behind. Get ready to let go. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you. No flesh, no work of the enemy, no word that's been spoken over you, no boundary or obstacle or habit or boundary that comes before you. No one or nothing will be able to stand against you. All the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to speak to you for a few moments on the title, Get Ready to Move. Get ready to move. Get ready to cross. Get ready for what God's going to do. Get ready, get ready, but don't just get ready and stay in that place, but actually begin to move. Start to move. You may have been preparing for what you know that God is going to do, but God's saying the time is now. So start changing. Start growing. Start operating in the way that you know He's called you to operate in. Joshua is really this new leader, the book in the Bible that it's named after him. He's taken over Moses. Moses. The great Moses, Moses being uh, Pharaoh's adopted son, growing up being one of the most, um, not only wealthiest uh, families in the world, but being one of the most intelligent leaders. Moses, who brought the Israelites out of captivity, who'd been there for 400 years, had brought them through the wilderness over 40 years, and now this great Moses has died. And God says to Joshua, it's time for you to lead. It's time for you to step up. Joshua, the name Joshua, it means the Lord saves. The Greek version of the Hebrew name Joshua is Yeshua, in which the name Jesus is derived from. And the book of Joshua and this, this journey that the Israelites are going into the promised land actually is a foreshadowing of the New Testament. For Jesus being the true Joshua, the, the one in which the Lord saves through, through his death and resurrection on the cross, he truly is the one who brought us into the promised land of the kingdom of God. 
And through placing our faith in him, we experience the goodness of God. We experience the faithfulness of God. And the Lord says to Joshua, and I believe that the Lord is saying to us today, he says two important things. Two things in the same breath. Two motions in the same action. Moses is dead. Now then, get ready to cross. Moses is dead. Now then, get ready to move. Moses is dead. In order for a season to begin, the old season has to end. In order for something to live, something else has to die. In, in order for us to take hold of what God has for us, we need to let go of what we have for ourselves. In order for, for Christ to live in us and to lead us, we've got to die to ourselves. In order for us to grow, we've got to change. Oh, you want to see life change? Well, you've got to be life-giving. In order to see something new, we've got to let go of the old. And so many of us, if we were to be honest, we are living in what was. We're living in the old. We're living in what was or what could have been or what should have been. We're, we're living in this place and I believe that God is calling us to cross over what was to step in to what is now. What is now is scary. What is now is, is uncomfortable. What is now and what God is calling us to do now is, is really difficult because we love getting ready. You know, today, people are more unproductive than they've been, ever been before. Even some stats that we were hearing among business leaders and what they're sharing with is, is that everybody in their phone, they're spending about 30 to 40% of their day and their time planning for what they're going to do than actually doing what they should be doing. You know, I, I, I love, I love making out plans and how I'm going to work out how I'm going to get up early the next morning, what I'm going to eat. I love making those plans. When I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to actually do what I said I'm going to do, I don't love that. I say, no, I'm going to do it when? Tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And this is important because God is saying, I want you not just to get ready, but get ready to move, to take action. What is God calling you and where is God calling you to move? Is he calling you to move in, to truly become who he has called you to be, to work within, to focus on your inner self, your identity? Is he calling you to move on, move on from who you were? Let go of the old behaviors, the old mindsets, the old habits. To, to let those things go and say, that's not me anymore. This is the new me. Is he calling you to move forward? To cross over? To take that bold step that you know you need to take? And I want to share with you just four steps that we need to take to get ready to move. Four steps. Here's the very first one based on verse 2 of chapter 1 is releasing reliance. Releasing reliance. 
What have you been relying on the same way as you did in the past that you need to release? That you need to let go of so that you can step into the now and the present? What habits do you need to let go of? What thought patterns do you need to cut out of your life? Who do you need to cut out of your life? What items that you're ingesting do you need to stop taking? What do you need to kill in your life? Verse 1 begins with the death of Moses, and it represented the end of an era. It, it represented now the Israelites, the father figure who had led them out of slavery, is now gone, and this is a new day. It was the passing of what was, but here's what is also important. And sometimes when we read these stories and we read history, we, we forget the human side of it. This was not just the ending of an era. This was the ending of reliance on a person. The reliance on a stage in our lives. The reliance. It's, it's great when you get out of something and you're getting ready to get into it. Why? Because there's so much grace there that you can get used to that place. So you're like, I want to stay here. I love not being challenged. I love coming to church and being encouraged and receiving a word from God. But give, serve, be challenged, die, sacrifice, kill. No, no. That's not. It's not just the end of an era, but it's actually stepping out from the reliance of the past. What have you been relying on, depending on? You see, Joshua, he had walked at the right hand of Moses for over 40 years. He was, it says, his aide, his assistant, he attended to him. Moses was not just this leader, this mentor, this support. He was a father figure to him. He, he was the one who, in which he, he looked to. We read that in this time, he was mourning and grieving the death of a father figure. The death of one in which he relied on. And with this in mind, when we read God's first words, they can almost sound cold and harsh as he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to get ready, but I don't feel ready, God. I'm in pain. I'm in mourning. I'm in grieving. I'm feeling a loss of myself, of my mind, of my health. And God says, now then, get ready to cross. Because it's in your moving that you see the process begin to take root and to take form. It's in your going. Uh, if, if I waited until I felt it, to actually do it, I'd never do it. If I waited to be motivated to get up today and to, to preach God's word and have energy, I'd never do it. But it's in my action, it's in our faith taking action that we see the fruit. Faith without action is what? It's dead. It's fruitless. Oh, you say you're a Christian. Are you dying to yourself? Because that's what it means to be a Christian. A Christian is not one who just experiences the riches of Christ, but the one who takes up the cross of Christ. The one who walks the narrow path. The one who does not follow the ways of the world and relies on the ways of the world, but releases reliance 
on oneself to place my reliance on Christ. It begins with releasing my reliance, my dependence. Here's the second thing. It's being patient in preparation. It's a process. It requires patience. God has clearly decided that Joshua is to be the next leader for this moment. He had been preparing him. He had been getting him ready. See, Joshua, actually, when you look at the difference between Moses and Joshua, they were two completely people, completely different people. Joshua was mastered in the art of war. He was skilled in the strategy of military proficiency. He, he knew what, what was needed to attack and to take over. He knew what was needed for the strategies in which God was calling him to occupy and possess the promised land. But when the people came out of the promised land, they didn't need a military specialist. They needed someone to love them, to care for them. And Moses, he was like a, a diplomat. He was compassionate. He was almost like a kind and caring pastor. He was like a shepherd. He, he was the one in which they needed to nurture and care and teach now. What is it like to live as a free person? I'm not spending my day working day in, day out, toiling. Now I actually have freedom. Oh, what's it like to live in freedom? What's it like actually to operate in this place? And what, what did God do? God gave him the law. He gave him the rules. He gave him the commandments. Why? To, to burden us? No, to free us. Because when we're living in slavery, we're so used to operating and working day in, day out. Get this, get that, wake up, go, go. When we live now in freedom, oh, we need rules. We need boundaries. Oh, I don't want to go back into slavery and sin, so therefore I, I want to follow the path of God. And so in that time and in that season, they needed Moses, and God now says, Moses, my servant is dead. That time has passed. For many of you, maybe you've been operating in the place where you've come out of slavery into freedom, and God is actually calling you to cross over and step into the promised land. You may have fed on milk when God is calling you to feed on meat. You may have said, no, God will give me the grace because, you know, I didn't pray and I haven't been reading the Bible. I haven't leaven according to him, but thank God the grace of Jesus Christ covers all sins. Yes, it does. But are you going to stay in a place that is stagnant? That is stale? Where you live as everyone else in the world lives where it's just day in. Day out, where your life matters to nothing. Or are you going to live according to the, the cause of Christ, the calling of Christ, to actually applying the word, doing the hard work, standing out from everyone else and saying, it's time to enter into battle. It's time to enter into war. I've been following Moses, now I need to follow after Joshua. The patience and preparation, what does that mean? What well, it means this. That maybe the season that God is taking you out of has been preparing you for where you are right now. 
And the patience and preparation is this, that God was getting Joshua ready, and now he's saying, now's your time, let's go. This is it. We gotta shift gears. We gotta shift seasons. We gotta go. We gotta stop operating like that. We gotta stop up, start operating like this. And there's so many areas in our life, and this is where the patient and preparation. We can't stay in that patience because this is what I found: the frustration, the trepidation, the hesitation that we have. Oftentimes, when that time comes, we want to stay in the preparation and not actually seize and take hold of what we've been preparing for. When that day finally comes where you got to wake up in the morning, you got to get up at 6 a.m., you're going to put on your gym clothes, you're going to go for a run, you're going to start that new day. When that day comes, when the day comes when God actually has told you to leave your job, when God has told you to, to start a family, when God has told you now it's time to save and stop spending, when God has told you it's actually start to applying and living out to the ways of me, when that day comes, many of us, if we were to be honest, when that day comes, we're so reluctant, we never enter that day. We hold on to that word and that promise and you say, praise to the Lord, hallelujah. His promises are true, but we never lived them out. Not because of his faithfulness, because we weren't willing to lay down ourselves to live for him. And here's the third thing, and really is probably the hardest thing, is to be focused forwards. Be focused forwards. Get ready to cross into the Jordan River. Interesting, it says into the Jordan River. Into the Jordan River, not through the Jordan River, not over the Jordan River. God says, I'm going to bring you into it. I'm going to bring you into it. You're going to get into the mud. You're going to get into the dirt. You're going to get into the muck, and it's going to feel like you're sludging by, but I want you to be focused forwards because I'm bringing you into the promised land. I'm bringing you into the place that I have for you. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to require hard work. It's going to require determination. It's going to require you sacrificing yourself, but on the other side is the payoff. And the other side is the fulfillment of the promise. And the other side is exactly what God is going to do in you and calling you forth from. And it's a slow process. It's difficult. It's not easy. I've experienced this in my own life. From November to last year, November 2022, to June 2023, I did counseling every second week. Now, I grew up in a home where both my parents decided that they were going to become counselors. And I was an only child. That was an experiment that happened <laughs> that they tried to apply everything that they learned to me, and it backfired. And I became somewhat pro-counseling for everyone else, anti-counseling for me. You hear what I'm saying? You, you need to do the hard work for me. Oh my goodness, no, that's not for me. And it was difficult to firstly be aware that I need it 
And secondly, to apply what I've learned. And I, I discovered that I've got roots that are so ingrained in me that if you know the, the tree that you see that grows in its roots, it grows. You ever see a, a tree that forms around a pole or, or a piece of wood and it wraps itself around? I realized that there were so many roots that have wrapped itself around me. And to pry those roots off, to burn those roots away internally is painful. That's the only way to say it. It is a painful process. It is so easy to just saunter through life and go, yeah, I've got a little areas I need to work on, but you know what? The grace of God covers me and everything is good and I'm just going to continue on. The grace of God covers you and the grace of God gives you and empowers you and equips you to do the hard work into the Jordan River, walking through the Jordan River, focus forwards, not backwards. I'm leaving myself behind and a focus towards where God has for me. And here's the fourth and final step as we finish is to forget your failures. Verse 2. Again, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready. Get ready for what? Get ready for hard work. It's going to require perseverance. It's going to require determination. It's going to require strong women and strong men. It's going to require persecution. It's going to require you to walk through the difficult days, the difficult times, feeling lonely, feeling abandoned, wondering, did God call me? Has he chosen me? And God says, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. God is ready to fulfill the promise that he gave Moses long ago. But here's what's important. The Israelites had been here before. They went through the Red Sea. They walked through the wilderness. They got to the, the boundary line of the land of Canaan. And rather than trusting in God and placing their faith in him, they failed. They messed up. What was the consequence? 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness waiting for a doubtless generation to die. That's quite a consequence. They failed. They failed to believe and to see that God could give them victory. They failed to believe that maybe the world that comes against me will try to take everything away from me. That even with my family, there's so much conflict and strife that if I would only give in, I'd experience peace and not tension. That even in this place, they failed to actually be focused forward and experience what God had for them, and they failed. And the result is that they missed out on the opportunity. They missed out on the promise. 
How many times have you missed out on your opportunity? How many times have you waited for and prayed for and hoped that God would fulfill his promises, but you haven't followed through with getting ready to move? And let's call it what it is. You failed. I failed. I let myself down. I let others down. I let God down. And the result is, I never saw the opportunity fulfilled. I never saw the promised land. But, thankfully, we serve a God who is a God of grace. That the gospel is one in which the true Joshua, Yeshua, the Lord saves God in human flesh sent to earth, Jesus Christ, gave his life for us that we would be forgiven of our failures, that we would be forgiven of our sins, that God came to forgive us and gave us the opportunity not just to be forgiven of our failures, but to forget our failure, to leave it behind, You see, we need to remember so that we can forget. We need to remember the goodness of the grace of God and to know that that sin, that shame, that guilt has been washed away by the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus upon it because of the crucifixion upon the cross. And he's forgiven us so that we can forget it. He's forgiven us so that we can leave it behind. And as the Israelites were walking into and through the Jordan River to step into the promised land, they were leaving that behind. They were leaving their failures. They were leaving their past. They were leaving their slavery, their captivity to step into true freedom. What is God calling you? Not just to be forgiven of, but to forget. To forget it. To wipe it from your thoughts, from your mind. To wipe it away that it's clean as pure as snow. To be thankful for, yes. To be grateful for, yes. But what is God calling you? to forget and to leave behind.